The Last Time I Smoked is an independent entertainment podcast intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I need a coffee table, I need a rug, and I need a, some kind of chair. Like a, a comfy chair that I could sit and read in. What kind of furniture do you have in your place right now? A bed. I have a bed and a, and a, and a, dr- and a dresser that came with the place. It's like hooked into the wall. And then I have a bookshelf with like a quarter full with books because I don't have any books anymore. This is good. Um, uh, there's a very famous quote by John Waters that says, never fuck anybody that doesn't have books in their house. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> I got like six. Welcome to The Last Time I Smoked. I'm your host, Landon Charles Hughes. On today's episode, progress. Today's guest is Zach Pike. And ending with a new year. Progress, a movement or development toward a destination or a more advanced state, especially gradually or in stages. Uh, I used to do a lot of PA work in and around Los Angeles. Uh, I did not like it. I hated it. It hurts my body. Nobody gives a fucking shit about you. Sometimes you got paid. But through all my whining, I learned a ton. Being a production assistant and sometimes a personal assistant gave me such an insight on not only the technical aspects of how to solve problems on film sets or any other creative space, but it also put into perspective the other side of the industry, the the value side. Why I'm doing what I'm doing or where I'm trying to take myself. And I feel like I positioned myself perfectly to continue on. Now it's 2016 and I finally rose through the ranks in a small camera department on a feature film. What? Yeah, now I have a second AC credit for a feature film that's going to Sundance. What? Oh, I don't know yet. Like, it's 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 part of that Sundance project. Like, I don't know, know yet, because you know, who knows any of that? But, uh... But it was, like, through their... Anyways, um, it was really... What? Like, that that's the people I'm, like leveling with or working alongside which is who would have ever thought that I would ever get to a degree I never thought fuck who me I never thought I would get to this point so you can just go do that thing that you really want to do yeah and you're not going to be good at it for a really long time. Like, I'm really still not good at anything. I'm just, like, using a bunch of confidence that I found because I've seen <laughs> where I started from and where I am five years later. It's cool. Five years is a long time. I'm not going to lie. But I am a lot further along than I really had initially anticipated. Ah, oh, progress. What an inspiring thing. Because in the military testing is used to establish a base knowledge of your own respective career path, you know, and then rank is the label that identifies your abilities. And I wore mine with pride. In the civilian world, it's my own responsibility to figure out my knowledge level, then find my own employer who's willing to take a risk on me, and then set a price that my employer and I both see as fair. 
putting a price on my own work just to eat? Oh my god, that's a tough lesson to learn. Pricing myself out as an artist, and especially coming from a world of structure? That's where framing progression for me has helped me put my life in a clearer perspective. Because as much as I didn't believe I could do something, I never thought in my wildest dreams I would have friends on Broadway that I went to college with. I never thought the dude from high school that had three kids would ever come back around and start picking up those pieces and finding a new foundation to build up from. I get inspired by other people's progression. And that's what kind of keeps me going. Kind of like... Today's guest is Zach Pike. Zach Pike is a UCB uh, classmate of mine who we are now in a sketch group with the UCB on Sunset. And uh, he's also a stand-up and a musician. He used to be a band leader for a cruise line. Um, He's a SoCal native and a military brat, kind of like me. He's from San Diego, like me. Um, Oh, and he came to my show at the Karma Lounge when I put that stupid commercial up. Like, I make stupid little videos on my YouTube. Uh, Then I'll post it around. Just for fun and practice and see, you know, angles. Anyway, uh, film school bullshit. And... He actually saw that little commercial and then came to my show to see me perform at the Anna Wong's Karma uh, Lounge show on Beverly Boulevard. And I was like, I was blown away. I was like so happy. Because it's like, you know how you like get all those friends to come to your show and then like you get there and you guys have pre-drinks. It's fun. It's a good night. And then you do your show and then you go home. Now, um, I went, I don't, I don't publicize my shows anymore really because I don't feel like I'm putting my time to have you guys come out and see me because I'm doing all these other little other projects right now, which I'm not focusing on stand-up. Uh, but he came out. He even brought his uh, girlfriend Amanda out. Oh, she's so cute with her red hair. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, Zach Pike, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying to be as proactive as possible. Um, I'm constantly have that sense of dread since I've moved here that I'm not doing enough yeah. to further my career. And not that you guys are like part of my, I mean, you know, I don't want to make you feel like you're part of my career or anything, but like just doing anything, like even if it's like an improv practice or something, or just getting together with anybody, it feels more than sitting in my apartment yeah, wanting to kill myself. <laughs> but you know? I think yeah. you know that from like, oh, uh, sorry, uh, you're a musician as well. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, you know how hard it is already from your years of experience of even yeah. producing your own music that yeah. doesn't matter what medium it is, it's just hard to finish the project. Yeah, sometimes. it's hard to just get people. We were talking about this last <laughs> night at dinner with uh, Brian and Avery, the pr- there's a producer couple mm-hmm. that we know. Uh, and they were saying that. like It's so hard, especially in LA. There's so many people who love to talk about doing things, but actually getting them to put in the footwork and like put butts to chairs and feet on the ground, it's impossible. It's so hard to get people to show up and do things. So the more that's like the one trait that you need in L.A. or anywhere, I guess, I to be successful. I UCB or any of these really um, centers or houses sort of. <laughs> the house of UCB. The yeah. house Sounds of UCB, like Game yeah. of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We are from the second city yeah. homes. <laughs> <laughs> We're from the guild of UCB. <laughs> yeah. We're the groundling people. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, it, um, it'll turn. In, it'll devolve into that in a sure. few years. Yeah, but I feel like that's what the, my whole point is. Like, yeah. I feel like it gives you a little bit more uh-huh. cred. Like, you get yeah. a little bit more. Like, I never, 
I, I words and things never really. Ha- it's to me, it's pure experience, and and if you can prove that to me, yeah. But you can just put a label on things. Sometimes I'm like, oh, that shows an advanced knowledge in something, yeah. like a degree in something. Totally, yeah, totally. I think yeah, people who have that UCB or Groundlings or iOS or anything, any kind of like training. Kind of gives them a leg up for sure. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. big time. I've never felt more confident performing lately. Yeah, it's true. It does. I think it's just doing the reps, having that constant stage time is something you can't replace at all. Because you're not thinking of uh-uh. the dumb things. Now you're thinking of like actual technique. Yeah, and like rules and mm-hmm. getting into it. You're not. Yeah, you're not just worried about like how do I look. Is my shirt too wrinkled to be on stage right now? Or like, yeah, you're not pulling at yourself. You're just in it. You're just doing it. You're worried about the game and you're worried about, is, is this funny? How can we make this funnier? Which is great. That it, it flexes. I think the good thing about UCB, not to keep rubbing its dick, but like, is that it constantly uses that part of your brain to be like, how can we make this better? Whatever this might be. And we're still in the honeymoon yeah. phase with it. Oh, totally. I know plenty of people who've been through all of these classes. Yeah, <laughs> who are like, Ugh. yeah, dark still. It's like, yeah. uh, I've been there. I know. I'm like, mm. <laughs> yeah, little no, bitches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just rude, rude um, bitches. But I have another friend, like uh, his name is Russ Guberman, who I went to see a couple of his independent shows outside of his classes. I think he goes to uh, Iowa West mm-hmm. and. He has his own team, and, and I'm like, oh, he's actually using the tools that they're giving mm-hmm. you, whereas I think a lot of these people are expecting something yeah, else. I think they're expected to be handed, like, with their diploma, like, here you go, and here's a writing job, or here's a right, <laughs> here's a gig, or, you know, and, like, no, you still have to, you know. Prove yourself. Yeah, totally. It'll give you tools to make you make it easier to prove yourself, but right. you, you got to do that. Because you work, still so. have to add those words in, mm-hmm. in where it, you know, in ad-libs. Yeah, <laughs> you still have to finish the ad-libs. You can't just leave it blank. Yeah. I knew who all my bad friends were through ad libs. Yeah? <laughs> you mean like the dirty friends? Yeah. Who, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like people who are like, yeah, I know Spanish, but just the dirty words. Yeah. Oh, puto. Oh, puto. <laughs> Pendejo. Pendejo. Pinchy. Calbron. Quite la boca, puto. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, That's I miss fun. elementary school. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Are we already recording right now? Is this is this, this is the, Okay, so the last time we recorded together, I That's fucked right. up and the audio had corrupted. My bad. Yeah, so nice. Um, We're doing it twice. Right. Yeah, don't even don't even admit fault. Just be like, oh, we just had such a good time that first time that we're going to do it again. And this is also the second time in which you have asked. Mm-hmm. Are we recording? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. I walked into that. I walked into that. I, I made a point last time of being like, I'm not going to be one of those guys who shows up <laughs> and is like, hey, are we recording now? now? <laughs> I've been the guy twice. <laughs> On oh the same God. podcast. Oh, God. I'll never <laughs> learn. I'll never learn my lesson. It's okay. Oh, man. I think it's part of it. If you don't, if the, the, if the guest doesn't say, are we recording yet in an interview podcast in 2015, you're not doing an interview podcast. <laughs> You know what? You're I've actually right. cut those out from most. Have of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Because I, never mind. I'm not going to tell you. No. And now okay. I'm having ideas of what I should be doing. I'm, I'm just going to leave yours in. This yeah. is all this part, me explaining it to you. Yeah. I'll edit it out. No. Hey, no. Keep it in. People want to hear the, the they want to see how the sausage is made. Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves You'd honesty. Surprised. Yeah. <laughs> oh, people like it. Leave it in. Um. Zach Pike is my guest today. Hey. Hey. Um. What's your dream job? My dream job? 
it sounds cliche that we've been just talking about comedy all the time, but probably a comedy writer. Probably sitting in, if I could show up to one of these houses, create, creative houses and and sit at a table with a bunch of other funny people that I like and just do make ups and punch up stories and stuff. I love that, the process of just punching up things. So, yeah, I would say a comedy staff writer at Com- this moment. At this moment. Yeah, that or maybe an astronaut. I don't know. It seems like those things... <laughs> Those two cool. things would be cool. It'd be cool. But I, I just I'm like not good at math though. So but I, I feel like as we get older, mm-hmm. astronaut seems more likely. Yeah, I think it's easier now. Yeah, the way I think it, <laughs> it used to be you had to be an, uh, like a cosmonaut, and you had it was like a real big deal. You had to like be in the military for a long time, and now I feel like if you have enough money, you can just yeah. you can do it. And it's Gaga money, so like yeah. it's a big burst, but it's not like Madonna years of money. No. It's just like a good successful yeah. five year run. If I have a couple years that <laughs> are really fruitful, <laughs> I can put a down payment on a rocket see get up there <laughs> it's so plausible yeah. um yeah comedy writer that'd be, that'd be fun yeah or s- just uh, something and just being in a group of people who are taking it that seriously mm-hmm. who are that skilled mm-hmm. and that willing to throw it shit at a wall and see totally. what sticks totally i think uh, the thing that drove me to show business since i was like a little kid is just the idea of like being backstage i think i think conan might have said this actually i'm kind of paraphrasing conan but um, being backstage and seeing two people like in matching bear costumes <laughs> and like a weird like Han Solo belt and arguing really fervently about whether or not they should fight a certain way. You know what I mean? Or has having like a ch- being in the wings and having like a stuffed chicken being like, no, this one's funnier. <laughs> you know, like those kinds of conversations. I get this feeling like like the world is a perfect place when I'm in the middle of those things, like arguing over really goofy nonsense is just the best this is what's really gonna save the world uh, yeah i know it might feel like a waste of time to most people who have real jobs but that's just i just love that about <laughs> i love being backstage and see people like freaking out about oh is it my turn to go on with the ball or you know like i had I just a f- love my friend stuff. and i had that conversation the other day is like when do you you, you blah, 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 blah. when do you lose the trepidation of calling yourself what you believe yourself is mm professionally yeah i could see that i think uh, he's an actor uh-huh. so his trepidation for calling himself an actor comes stems from people not believing it's a real job and yeah no, like as know. he's waiting tables and stuff yeah totally i think that's the thing i think um you see that a lot in stand-up too where you talk to people and you're like what do you do oh i'm a comedian and you go, oh what so what do you where do you perform and stuff like oh the open mics do a bunch of open mics and that does that make them any less of a comedian i don't think so i think they're still as long as you're doing it and you're you're aiming towards a goal at the end i think you can call yourself that i mean to say professional comedian i think professional means you're getting paid for it <laughs> so it's like if I, I'm a, you can say you're an actor and just do community theater that you have to pay to do and you're still an actor but um I think yeah, a lot but of people. But are you a when professional? They, no, I don't think. So. I think professional means there's money involved so uh, that's what that we'll comes do. in your pocket. We'll just put the word professional in front of all the artistic, mm-hmm. uh, and then that'll be like our esquire. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Zach Pike, no, no, no. Prof- professional improviser. That's professional photographer, yeah. Landon Charles. I don't think there's such thing as a professional improviser, unless you're like in like the Second City touring team or something. Like, there's no. I don't know anyone who really gets paid to uh, improvise. Uh, and just just improvise. You know well, what that I mean? goes yeah. back to like Billy Merritt. Talk. Oh, you missed the last class. I'm I did. Sorry. Mm. Are you rested? Yeah, I'm good. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> making it sound like I just played hooky, like I just went no, to the movies I, or something. I know you were working your fucking ass. I, off. I was working. I was on set. Um, and you had five. A- you were driving home at five a.m. because you were like, 
It's kind of nice driving to L.A. in five minutes. Yeah, I was driving to the studios. Sony, I can't, I don't know if I can talk about the show, but the the studios uh, at Sony in Culver City, I live in Hollywood. It's a little bit of a drive, not not too much, though. I just take the streets. But yeah, at 5 a.m., it's so peaceful and just like great here. Like L.A. is such a horrible city to drive in most of the day. But if you get up early enough, it's really nice. You know, there's a sunrise and over the mountains and there's no one and trying to kill you with their cars like it's just a nice thing so you're so uh optimistic aren't you because mm. you actually had the worst run-in with cars your first month here that's right yeah i totaled my toyota matrix like uh three weeks in i was uh really amped going to do a paid audience gig <laughs> <laughs> down in manhattan beach i get off the 405 and bam just uh yeah i think i was like looking down at my phone for that split second and i looked up and the uh, people stopped uh, that goes back to do not text and drive. Yep. <laughs> Listen up, kids. <laughs> Listen up, the kids. more you know. We'll edit in a rainbow later in post. <laughs> it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be gorgeous. You yeah. guys will love it. Yeah. But no, what what did I miss in class then? Oh I was no, I'm sorry. Billy had um. Uh, Billy Merritt, improviser extraordinaire. Yeah, uh, Lyndon's teacher at the moment. He was uh, did three seasons of Boiling Points and <sighs> talking about how. Uh, doing those prank shows and having to keep the reality of the world being real life and then adding mm. that one little bit, mm. the the unique thing, the odd thing that they're pointing out, the game, mm-hmm. but still doing that without showing their ass and then mm. them find the subjects finding them out oh. before the prank was able to be right. complete. So, for instance, they there was one that he talked about how there was a poker game and then Billy Merritt came in and it was like, oh, we're doing this. Uh, I ran out of the chips, so I'm going to put my shirt in. But the other dudes kept playing. They were like, mm. fuck it. I'll just, yeah, right. I'm not losing my shirt. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'll put my shoes in first. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. I think that's so, like, it was yeah. a great story. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're just saying like, yeah, the uh, keeping that base reality. Yeah. But it, yeah. what is your, your what is your one odd thing that's that that you're going to start mm. to blow out? Mm. Yeah, I've been trying to find that doing I've been doing a lot of stand up and uh, doing longer and longer sets and you have to find your voice at some point. And it's tough because other people will kind of tell me what they think of me, like who they think I am. And it usually maybe only half the time lines up with who I think I am. You know, like when I go on stage and I think I'm putting forward a certain persona and they're like, oh, you're like that white black dude. or <laughs> You know what I mean? Or they'll give me like another label that I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I am like <laughs> I don't know if that's what I mean but it's not really up to you like if I might be aiming for like an intelligent John Mulaney ape you know like a little like I have uh, people that I look up to and, and want to ape and and uh, emulate uh, not steal from but you know like I definitely have my um, uh, faves yeah my faves and my influences but then when it you throw that all together with my experience in life and then also how I dress and look and talk people see it as something different than it's sort of like you know how you think you sound when you're talking and how you really sound and you hear your voice played back to you you're like oh is that what i you know is that right same thing with like stand-up i'll i'll go up and think i did one thing and then everyone afterwards like oh that was it's funny how chauvinistic you are i'm like i'm not chauvinistic you know i see yeah they'll like throw things on you because they just hear it you know they hear it differently than you hear it when you're or when you're writing it especially can you imagine how many perspectives in one la open mic you're giving your voice to holy like, moly yeah. you're not in iowa des moines no. somewhere you know and no you oh know no. where you know your audience is going to be a set group of people yeah no it's uh it's diverse most diverse city in the nation is it really yeah 
I uh, I'm gonna say yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say yeah. I don't know how much statistics I can back that up with, but uh, from what I heard, yeah, I think I was on NPR or something. Someone was saying uh, L.A. is the most diverse city. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Per capita. I love that fact. Yeah, it's great, and you'll you'll see it like in open mics. You definitely you'll get like some like kind of deaf jammy, um, really like like uh, really loud in your face comedians, and then mm-hmm. you you get a lot you get a lot of on the east side especially you get a lot of like the alternative like. Uh, you know, they're like soft spoken Mitch Hedberg wannabes and then you get uh and then you get like just some straight up really offensive. There's a lot of comedians in LA who've been at it for a long time and they just devolve into like just like they show up with like this fuck you guys. Like you know what I mean? They have that like mentality of like fuck this audience. But I didn't notice that until like years out here. Yeah. Um they're out there. There's some there's some lone wolf Real angry lone wolves out there in the comedy scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a bit. But I feel like that's, yeah. I have that. And yeah. I feel like everyone has it in them. Yeah. Kind of mm-hmm. takes that out of me and, like, oh, got to do a little check in, Landon. A little yeah, reality check. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. These people, yeah. What are you writing and what do you really feel? Yeah. They're two different things sometimes. Oh, totally. And yeah. And also just, I think, doing small mics out here and stuff, not, you know, not like big book shows. Mm hmm. You you have audiences who don't really give a shit or who are mostly comedians. So then, if you just constantly are in that vibe, I was talking to a girl on set about this. Uh, another uh, background performer, as myself, was a uh, was on set and she was plugging a show she was doing. And she said she doesn't even do open mics anymore here because it makes her so depressed. Yeah, I don't it do makes it. her so <laughs> dark. You know what I mean? It makes her so dark. She's like, everyone is so jaded and just angry. But you don't. But time. you. Yeah. But the thing is, is like. I, okay, so I don't do open mics as much anymore, but I have my selects. Like, I yeah. will go to, like, Echoes Under Sunset, Tribal mm-hmm. Cafe, and Karma Lounge on yeah. Beverly. Those are my three that I'll go because I just, it feels very yeah. open and, and sweet there, where it's not, like, other ones. Yeah, I moved literally n- across the street from the Karma Lounge in that big <gasps> apartment Yay! building. That's my apartment building. And uh, it's great because now I can go. It's dangerous, though, because now I can go there and I have, like, six beers. Uh, <laughs> before I go right up home. yeah and I can walk <laughs> home so usually like when I'm at a mic I, I can't drink very much A because I'm trying to be professional and not get drunk before my set but B you know because I have to drive but now the gloves are off I think I'm going to do Echoes tonight we'll see I might do uh, the Hyperion uh, Tavern's fun? yeah yeah it's cute yeah. Yeah. Is have it you good? been in there? no I'm going to go but go. Jay, I know the host well Jay Light shout out to Jay Light, Jay Light. doorman at the, at the comedy store nice yeah he's a killer he's really great so uh, yeah I think I'll do that tonight we'll um, see there's a yeah, you're gonna lo- I don't even want to ruin it. That that yeah. that inside of that bar is gorgeous. Oh, it's so cool. Man, I'm excited. Yeah. Um I'm excited to do comedy in a well put together <laughs> room. Yeah, oh yeah. you'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um awesome. Um Landon's taking out his notes now. Yeah, basically. I'm Uh-oh, like it's getting real. No, 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 no. I just want to make sure because like you like like I'll do these interviews and I'll have like a list of things that I need to go over. And yeah. people were just automatically just start talking about him. I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck it. I fuck got it. it. Yeah. yeah, you don't even need your Charlie Rose notes. Yeah. I, <laughs> I feel like... Oh, Uh-oh. Holding for plane. Bird. Ghetto bird. Or ghetto bird. A, I don't know. It could be a, either a small Cessna or a big ghetto bird. I think, you know, a lot of the Cessnas fly over here because they... Uh, it's Santa Monica mm-hmm. Airport mm-hmm. to Palm Beach. Oh, or, uh, Palm, Beach. Palm Springs. Palm Springs. Yep. And they fly right over here. Oh, yeah. yeah. That makes oh, sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know about aviation in Los Angeles, eh? <laughs> Jeez Louise. Um, I was on set. Sorry to break it, break, break off a little bit, but I was on set with a, uh, a background actor, and he was saying uh, he got a gig, like an, act- an actual commercial audition, 
But he's like, I got to do a Canadian accent, you know? He's like this very West Coast kind of bro-y dude. And I was like, oh, cool, man. Yeah, you can. that's not too hard to do. And he's like, yeah, I think I got it. And he proceeded to do the worst Canadian <laughs> accent I've ever heard in my life. And I felt really, I couldn't tell him like, oh, you should, you should l- listen to some stuff, you know, watch some kids in the hall or something. Because like his <laughs> shit, was, it was real bad. It was real bad. <laughs> Buy a CD on how Yeah, to. it was like a Cockney British person. <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm Canadian, yeah. Oh, yeah, governor. <laughs> I was like, oh, buddy. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck <laughs> with that one. <laughs> nah, he'll be, he'll be all right. You're going to make it yeah, anyway. You're going to make it after all. <laughs> we should do that whenever we hear someone be like, tell us a really, like, uh, dis- like a, you know, disillusioned L.A. story or whatever, yeah. where they're just like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really working out. I think I'm going to get this role. We should just break into that. You're going to make it after all. Totally. That's a good sketch, actually. Yeah, like it is. Just, yeah. a <laughs> just a bunch of uh, montage of a bunch of <laughs> really, really depressed L.A. actors, wannabe actors who are really hopeful. <laughs> Why is this city so depressing sometimes? Uh, I think there's just uh, I think it's uh, I have a theory about L.A. So and like, everyone's dying to know. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> let me let me tell you how it is. The uh, <laughs> I think like America is a city or country of immigrants. Right. So by by definition, like we're all not from here and we all had to leave like our ancestors all had to leave a place at some point in a very like rushed. Either they were forced out or they said like, fuck all you guys. I'm going to go make it somewhere. They I have like that, that mentality. Yeah. yeah, they have that mentality. So then so everyone then went to the East Coast of America with that mentality, like New York, whatever. And then at some point, like the next generation had to be like, you know what, mom and dad? Fuck you, I'm going out <laughs> west to make it. And then, like, some other point, like, in, in like, St. Louis or something, like, someone was taking the Oregon Trail, like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck all you guys. I'm going to get gold in California. And then, so it's, like, this generations upon generations <laughs> of people who think they're better than everyone else and think, like, they're they're entitled to something more, which is good. It's a good trait to have. Like, that's what the country's built on. <laughs> but once you just, L.A. is as far west as you can go, if you don't count Hawaii. And, like, I think everyone, it just gets, like, it gets a uh, what's it called like funneled funneled into <laughs> like all that mentality just gets funneled into one place and it just turns into this weird competitive like Ugh, life isn't fair <laughs> you know, like it's, everyone real we've all realized as a city the last like 30 years that uh you know life's hard <laughs> yeah and you can't go anywhere to but it's like a collective that. of people doing it at, in like waves yeah because like, i've seen like oh, okay yeah it constantly has to renew itself too because there's still there's oh. still kids from vermont like it gets better i'm going out west <laughs> like yeah yeah totally i can see that <laughs> <laughs> you know that's you la- you laugh but this is that's me like right I, oh yeah, i'm I forgot, not an artistic yeah. person at all i never was like you've been oh wait that's not that's not about me right now this is about you oh quick. okay the reason you're able to say that and know and realize and be aware of those kind mm-hmm. of traits in people is because you've been creative and being an artistic person on cruise ships yep. and doing you know performance art for a long time yeah. so you didn't have these like growing pains of becoming That's true. a new I'm also artist. From the, I'm also from here, so I think I've I've grown up seeing it. Like when I was like nine, I'm like, look at all these fucking, you know, <laughs> look at all these fucking newbies coming out here trying to make it in my city. Like, I, yeah, I I've definitely seen like the broken dreams for longer. Maybe is where it, where it comes from. There's some um, uh, key frames in that story, aren't there? Like you mm-hmm. you can just point out the personality traits or the characteristic mm-hmm. traits. It's like. Oh, you're still fresh. You're still cutting uh-huh. your teeth, yeah, huh? Totally, yeah. yeah. They don't have that stink on them. Oh. Yeah. 
I feel like uh, I'm getting there. Yeah, no, you definitely feel like you're comfortable here. I don't think of you when I first met you. I didn't think like, oh, look at this fresh fish. Like, Doing <laughs> it for five years though. Yeah, <laughs> jeez Louise. But I've done like all of it though, and that's mm-hmm. what's cool is like LA offers you that chance. Like you get to yeah. work with musicians, or you get to work with yeah. painters, or it is great. People, I mean, we're talking shit kind of, but LA is an awesome place. Like otherwise, millions of people wouldn't flock here if you <laughs> make it. You know, like it has to be something. There has to be some kind of people have to be finding gold in the river for people to keep coming here. Like. Uh, people are successful. There's a lot of what stories of people coming out here from Wisconsin and just and killing it, you know, and and getting on shows and and doing what they love and getting two bedroom houses in Los Feliz, you know. So, that being that industry, mm-hmm. um, there are other metropolises like New York and mm-hmm. Chicago and stuff. That so, what are people after? What is what is what is the level of success in your eyes in like those other metropolitan areas? Like so, it's if yeah, it's the same thing, kind of. It's just like making it. You know, we're gonna make it. Yeah. It's just that same mentality. But I think maybe different things. Chicago, I don't know if you can throw in there. I was talking to someone about that the other day. It's a big city and everything, but I don't know if it's like a, I guess the theater and stuff there and the improv and there's a lot of like cultural hubs that do exist over there. I just don't think of it at a place. Like, I don't know if a kid from like Southwest Illinois, who's <laughs> like the only gay kid in town, it's like, I'm getting out of here, moving to Chicago. <laughs> like, I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's going to go to L.A. or San Francisco or, or New York. You know, like, I don't think Chicago's like an escape for liberals. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I'm sure there's I, I know it's more liberal than the surrounding areas. But, you know, I don't know if that is. Hey, I they never have Halstead Street. Oh, do you know what that's it? No, is it like a town. boys town. Yeah, OK, yeah, yeah. yeah, I gotcha. Gotcha. Halsted. And then actually, I think a lot of their improv theaters are in that area. OK, that makes so sense. Like, yeah. Oh, I, I haven't been there in years, but I wonder what it looks like now. I had a great time there, but I can see exactly, like, mm-hmm. even there, like, the pier, like, the big, mm-hmm. uh, the Shakespeare theor- Theater mm-hmm. is all off the main path. Like, you yeah. have to really search it out. You like, it's not it, centralized. Yeah. You got to give a special knock and shit still. Yeah, yeah it's still kind of underground. Totally. Um, it's not like here where it's, everything's out in the open. Because I thought everything was going to be by Millennium Park. Like, that mm-hmm. is the, that, that's the first thing that came to my head when I thought of Chicago and visiting. I was like, we're going to go see the Bean, and we're going to go all... Everything's so spread out still. Yeah. It's like you have to really find, you know. Hmm. But I love it. I like I like Chicago too. Yeah, I don't want to hate because I I never been, you know. But oh, uh, yeah, I'm just uh, from my really like better than you melee mentality. I just hey don't think of it as a real place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a real city. Uh, I don't think Seattle's a real city. It is. I've been there. I, it exists. But there's a uh, yeah. There's a there's definitely a funny vibe up there in terms of. Uh, there's a few people there that I know have escaped to there. You know, like uh, kids from the. Like the Northwest, not the Pacific Northwest, but like Idaho, Montana. I noticed a lot of uh, transplants from those places to Seattle. Oh, that's my favorite story about LA are the transplant, uh, the yeah. palm trees. Oh yeah, it's there's what about there it? Well, they're a symbol of they should be a s- used as a symbol of inspiration to anybody who's not from here because those two are also transplants, but they oh. are flourishing. Yeah, so they're not LA. Okay, they're not LA native plants. Being from LA, I should know this, but yeah, okay, so and they're so not actually from here, right? But and that's why they're so tall because normally, oh. like in Florida, the hurricane come run fucks <laughs> them up. Yeah, 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 yeah. we're done with that one. <laughs> but here, they can be themselves. Right. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> Super tall. They can flourish. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I like the dress uh, up funny. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Wear this pom pom on your head. Yeah, that's you're awesome. in LA now. Yeah, you're gonna make you're it. gonna make it. <laughs> Um, so anyways, uh, inspiration. I like that yeah. idea. Um, what, yeah, being a comedian, you sort of like lose that, like, I don't know how to say, like, 
I don't want to meet any more of my heroes, is all I'm saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I can see that a little bit. I still get really excited when I'm like walking down the hall at the comedy store and like Mark Marin walks by. I'm like, oh, my God, oh that's no, Mark. that's wild. Or, or like, or Moshe Kasher, even who, if you want to get more deep cut, or, or you know. Um, uh, I saw his podcast recently. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hound Hall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's it great. Was great. Yeah. Like, I, I did get a little. So, but I don't want to like know them more than that. Like, it right. was, it, from a distance, it's especially great. Moshe because I hear he's kind of an asshole. But oh, no. no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, jokes, jokes, and jokes. <laughs> um, no, but definitely, I still get starstruck. I mean, uh, a little bit. It definitely wears off really quickly um, when you get to talking to those people who you who you've only heard of and seen on TV and stuff, and you talk to them from like I think it's about 20 minutes. It takes about 20 minutes, and then they become real people, and then their actual personalities come out and you you either like them or you don't like them. But it is tough when you meet someone who you really admire and loved and then they My turn out to be been big broken old so many times. Yeah. <laughs> is that right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You did told like living in away from this city mm. all your life. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what's it's you just work it. Like you just gotta do your job. Yeah. <laughs> you have one job to do and you do it. Mm-hmm. Whether you have a shitty personality or not, as long as you're working hard. Right. You have something to show. You're saying you know some celebrities who don't work hard? <laughs> oh boy, let's throw some dirt. I'm let's not, get into it. I don't want to throw let's get dirt. into it. No. Throw some shade, Landon. I don't. I'm not TMZ. Your <laughs> audience wants to hear you throw shade. No, <laughs> I don't look and judge. I mean, I do, but I don't say it out let's loud. Get some juicy gossip. It's just one time a friend of mine that I was working with, um, Vince Vaughn. We were working yeah. for a very big pop star. Okay. And she said, she came up to the other assistant, looked at her, and said just because it looks like I'm not doing anything, then points to her forehead oh. and goes, doesn't mean there's something not going on all the oh, time. that's awesome. And then walks away to go lay down. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I'm going to take a nap now yeah. because it's part of my process. That's fun. Is, it, uh, is she named after a Queen song? What's the is Queen it that song? one? Uh, Radio Gaga? Is that <laughs> who we're talking about? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was shot in the dark, maybe. That was good, though. Yeah, it's close. Um, yeah. Not that big. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh okay. I think I know who we're talking about. Yeah. Um. There's so many. Yeah. There's so. Good. But I. Th- but at the same time, I think that's hilarious because I like to nap. <laughs> oh no, totally. And I think once you get to a certain point, you you are allowed to be a little bit more. Being I've I've been on set with a few like really really famous people, and they definitely you know if they're not in the mood, sometimes you can get away with it a little bit more. If you're like in that middle tier of like this is your first like you know speaking role or something, you can't. My mom used to tell me that. Yeah. What? She, it was can't. like like. Mm, she's not even there yet to act like that. Right, exactly. <laughs> Which isn't a good excuse. Like, you sh- it should never be like that. But, um. <laughs> no, yeah, totally. Put their time yeah. In. yeah. I've had to deal with that. As a musician, when I was on cruise ships, we had fly on entertainers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we would back up, like, some pretty decent name people. And, um, th- it was funny how, yeah, the more expensive they were and the more famous they were, how people would let them slide on things or, like, just say, like, oh, he can do that. Like, I remember I. Gotten it. I don't want to say the name, but I got in like a kind of a we had a rough rehearsal with one of the acts, and I went to my boss on the ship, like the cruise director, and said like, "Hey, this guy is a a dick. <laughs> like, it's not gonna. I don't know. I mean, the show will go on, but he's. It's, I just want to let you know he's he's horrible <laughs> to everybody. He's really mean. By the way, it. you're doing a great job. Yeah, he's he like dick. he like yelled at the sound man and and was just a real <gasps> oh dick no. to everything. And he was like, you know what? He uh he cost us like forty grand. So you know, just deal with it. You know, kind of. And then flash forward a couple weeks later, we had someone who was not quite as uh well-known, you know, and with a similar attitude. And I, I went in and said the same thing, like, oh, man, this guy's such a pain in the ass. And he's like, oh, I'll write him. Up. Like, we'll, we'll make sure he doesn't work here again. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, shit, okay. It's like that, huh? You ain't at that level, yeah, So B. it does. I know. I mean, it does, it's shitty, but it does 
this town and show business in general across the world works like that for sure. I think if you you kind of earn your stripes a little bit, and once you get to a certain level, you are allowed to be a dick. The, the difference between good people and bad people in show business are the people who cash in those chips. You know what I mean? Like Brian Cranston could be an asshole to everybody he meets and still get work, but he doesn't. You know, Tom Hanks is still a mensch. You know, even though he doesn't have to be, he he is, and that's why uh, that's why he's the best. He's just a good dude. That was great. I'll put a dot on that. Yeah. yeah right? Okay. Boom. Cool. Boom. Roasted. Boom. Stop talking shit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we they love to hear us gab. They love to hear us gab about famous people that we don't like. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I always got uncomfortable thinking about it or talking about it because it's not something I doesn't get any work done. Yeah. So I don't normally. Oh no no no. Discuss, I don't. You know. Yeah. But no. I know like friends and moms ask, but. <laughs> Yeah, friends and moms. Yeah, those are the two groups of people who really love to hear dirt right. about celebrities. And I'm like, I really don't have anything to give. It's true. When I tell my mom, like, oh, I was doing this show or doing that, and so-and-so was there, the first thing she ever asks is, like, oh, was he nice? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a big thing. Yeah. That's interesting, I think People though. are curious to see, like, if the people they see on camera who are acting a certain way, if they're really like that behind the scenes. And is he really such a dick? Like, you know. I always find, mm-hmm. like, the best asshole actors are the sweetest people oh yeah totally <laughs> totally yeah because they're good actors you know they can play that mean just person you don't like have you ever acted in something like that deep or anything have you done like a short film not or? really the funny thing is i'd never moving here i didn't think i was going to be an actor at all like i de- I never took an acting class i've never really been in a play since i was like in middle school you know like i've never done any serious theater uh but i've been on stage a lot doing comedy and music and stuff and it's funny just moving here. I've gotten like, par- like, I've like backed into acting. Like, it's people being like, "Oh, you can, yeah, you can act. Like, you're semi good looking, and you can, can you remember a line." Like, <laughs> so I've done, I've done like friends things. Uh, just like a lot of sketch stuff though, mostly. But it's fun. You like it. You I enjoy love the process. It. I love it a lot. Yeah, and I guess I, I guess I can act a little bit. You know, people say again. I think it's just those years of cruise and performance. Yeah, like you that have might be it. Yeah, I don't have the butterflies so much. No, that's you know? I have them bad still. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, not. I guess again, back to improv. I don't get them as bad anymore. But mm-hmm. that's usually my biggest weakness. Yeah, I think it d- is something that you can uh, hone and get better at. Like you slowly kill all the butterflies in your stomach until you're just empty inside. God, <laughs> <laughs> I was killing it, <laughs> yeah. but no, because yeah. I was uh, killing it in college. Yeah. I was on a uh, speech and debate forensics team. Oh Jesus! Uh, Foren- Wait, <laughs> where'd you go to college? Uh, forensics team. Do you do you know what forensics is? Yeah, no, I know like solving murders. No. Oh, okay. So forensics is the name of speech and debate. Like it is. That's what uh, it, oh. it's. Uh, it's interpretation of literature, like uh, performing a prose piece or poetry. Oh, or, um, you did like beat poetry? I was not good at that, so okay. no, I did not. <laughs> but. Wait, so you tried it and you I failed? I did, yeah. Felt I miserably. really want to yeah, see yeah. that. I want to see a um, video of you. My friend Aaron Stack was amazing at it. My friend Alex. Oh, yeah, Aaron Stack. Okay. You know, you met Aaron. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She used to do it. Oh, okay. Actually, she still does it in Venice. Like, she still oh, performs shit. poetry like that in, like, Italy? underground poetry places around. Uh, oh, Venice Beach. Yeah. Okay. Actually, <laughs> she, like, flew to Italy to be like, <laughs> like I'm here to hey, beat. Uh, I'm going to do it a beat. <laughs> poetry. Pow, bam, <laughs> sound of the streets. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what an Italian people would sound like, but yeah. <laughs> That's cool, though. So it's, yeah, she's ciao. still in that scene. <laughs> ciao, 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 ciao. Um, uh, yeah, so I, okay. that's, so it, so that I was killing it mm-hmm. in college because I think I was always performing there, and then I was uh, I did a lot of theater, and like, yeah. there was no, I 
dude, I ran around that fucking college like I knew how to do everything. Yeah, like, Renaissance I was, man. Yeah. Oh, shit. And then I get to LA and I'm like, oh, this is this is a town full of people that did that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's the one thing that made me like nervous to do any kind of acting or performing here is not perform, but acting is like everybody here is a gorgeous and be like the star of whatever town they came from. Like they like killed Oklahoma. Yeah. When they were in senior year. Yeah. Like they like slaughtered it. Like they just like took that people were crying in the aisles. Like, they're still writing about it. Yeah, they're still doing like <laughs> post yeah, post reviews of the thing. But uh and I never had that experience, so I felt like I had a leg down. But the more I do it, the more I realize it doesn't really matter. That it's it's okay. I'm so inspired yeah. by you. Thanks, man. Because <laughs> my par- like me and my mom used to. T- I, I keep hearing my mom. My yeah. dad would just listen. Like, he, like he was okay, always yeah, there. Yeah. I love him. Yeah, He's yeah. always there listening. I, I want to hear how your dad felt about you. Yeah, uh, you guys are idiots. Like that's yeah, all yeah, I hear yeah, him yeah, saying. Gotcha. Yeah, but back it was to TV. Uh, but my mom <laughs> always like, I wouldn't mind doing like uh, some like traveling theater show. Yeah. I've auditioned, never got cast. Mm-hmm. I was like. That was a big stake in the heart as like a younger guy. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa! Like, I yeah, you're competing now. This is real life, dude. Yeah. What do you got? What yeah. do you got to offer? So like, totally. So like, I would. I've been wanting to take any gig that would let me travel and perform. Mm. So like, anytime anybody does those two things, oh shit. I'm always like, like oh, super. Ex- yeah, yeah. Like, I even applied for Disney. Never got. Never. Got offered a gig oh, at Disney. Oh yeah, Disney's tough though. They don't like like uh, browner people. Um, I saw kidding. Aladdin, and kidding. I was a little bit tanner than Aladdin. I was like, I could yeah, have done that I ten years ago. Killed Aladdin. Damn it. Yeah, Disney's funny. I uh, I never worked for them, but I, I have a lot of friends who have been part of that like uh-huh. like whole thing, and it's a weird thing. It's like a cult kind of. You got to really get your brain into it and get your. They make you go through this whole like Disneyfication process. I feel everything is a cult though. Yeah, it's like that's true. UCB's a cult. Oh yeah, big time. Disney's a cult. Kmart's a cult. Like yeah. I've heard everything is a cult because mm-hmm. to get somewhere a little further than other people in a certain like career industry or company, mm-hmm. you have to give in to the bullshit whether you believe full heartedly or not. You gotta corporate culture. Yeah. It's the rules. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. What's UCB's corporate culture? It's I like wearing skinny s- jeans and hoodies. <laughs> <laughs> Just play the part. Yeah. You know Just it. chain smoke outside on sunset and fucking <laughs> Yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally. Drink overpriced coffee. No, I'm just kidding. The cafe is great. Uh, it's, it is. It's it expensive, is though. It's a little expensive. $1.50 for a cup of coffee? Okay, I'm talking about, like, the cold brew. How much is cold brew? Cold brew is, like, four fifty. Hey, it's tough to make. I make yeah, cold okay. brew, and I and it's a lot of grounds it's to make two of, cups of yeah, cold brew. Yeah, I guess supply and demand, <laughs> whatever. But you can't because when you when you cold brew, you actually do let it sit mm-hmm. in a refrigerator with the grounds right. and the water. And oh yeah, yeah. twenty four hours later, you got Fuck. cold coffee. Expensive cold coffee, it, right? Because yeah. you use yeah. Sorry, sense, I'm, yeah. I actually understand. Yeah, it's a good sidetrack. It was yeah, good. We needed to, we needed to bring that up. UCB, <laughs> we needed to take them to task about their expensive cold brew <laughs> but uh um yeah no definitely i, th- I mean traveling and 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 entertaining is uh a cool experience for anybody i don't know if it's super necessary when you get to th- i think the, enter- the performing and stuff is cool the more i traveled the more i realized like i've been a lot of places i've been like all seven continents and stuff and it really actually put me more people say it like opens your mind and stuff and it actually made me like more closed off to the world like a little bit like i just kind of I can stereotype a lot easier now and like kind of, I just know like, Oh, these people are like this kind of a little bit. And, and, uh, it's a weird thing in LA too, where I've, I've really well traveled, but whenever I bring it up, like when I meet people or 
at you know if i'm doing like an interview show or something and i talk about it i always get this vibe that everyone's like fuck you you know what? like yeah a little bit if i'm like oh i've been to all seven continents so like oh, i've been to all seven continents you know like a little bit people are kind of resentful uh if they haven't left america that you traveled elsewhere it's attention like everyone attention yeah. everyone fuck those people yeah i guess you're right it's just my insecurity nobody whatever anybody says has no bearing on your life or yeah or what you do with it Except I'm a comedian, so it, it does. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, though. Yeah, totally. I always get knocked off. Like, I always, like, mm-hmm. you know how people are like, oh, don't joke about this, don't joke about that. Like, I'm raised, sexuality, whatever, joke about it. I don't give a mm-hmm. shit. But when totally. it comes to, like, inspiration things, I always get tabooy about it. Like, stuff that drives people. Like, oh. understanding that, like, no, 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 no. Like, you're developing your voice, and you will get those people who will say shit, but... The more time you take thinking of them, the right. less time you have working on your craft or your ability. That's true. That's so true. So, like, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I do want to joke about it because I <laughs> those people are fucking assholes. But every yeah. time I ri- try to write a joke about them, I just get mad. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I noticed that. I'm trying to do, like, observational jokes. So I've had to write. I, I'm doing a couple sets coming up that are, like, longer than any sets I've done. So I'm having to, like, um, book like put together more material quickly. And when I try to write observational jokes, especially about L.A., I just yeah, I just get mad and I can't find any funny in them. I'm like, you know, when you're in traffic and you and I just like wig out and I I can't. Yeah. Peg it down always feels funny. like I'm yeah. it's because I'm trying to be preachy. Yeah. And I don't want to yeah. be that. No, way. exactly. People don't want to hear that either. I've, so many people at Mike's and, and comedians in town do that. I, I wrote a joke about how, like, I love open mics in L.A. because 75 percent of the jokes start with. So I just moved to L.A. and, like, you know, like those are <laughs> it's such a thing, you know, so yeah. I'm trying to get away from hey, that. Hey, write that one down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did. Oh, I wrote yeah. it down. I put it in the phone and on the notebook. <laughs> the uh, but no, it's it's true. Like, uh, I don't, yeah, it's it's tough to not. Take the criticisms. Yeah, a little bit. Or even the made up, because you're nobody has actually said any of these bad things to me. No. You know what I mean? Like totally. these are all things I even. Oh, s- I'm totally projecting it. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. No, me too. Like everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Everybody. And then when it. you realize that, and then you st- like, I don't mean to be mean, but like mm-hmm. I start separating. Like I don't think I need to hang out with him anymore. Yeah. Or she's a little little mm, neggy. Yeah, yeah. Don't it's need definitely that. not a good energy to have around you when you're trying to be a little baby bird, trying to learn how to fly and stuff. You don't want people to be like, your your wings look stupid or whatever. Like you want to be able to freely try to leave the nest without. Yes. Being scared of falling on your ass. I just read a really good article with uh, Brian Stack. He's a Conan writer, mm-hmm. and he writes on the new Colbert show, uh, Late Night Show. And he was an improviser in Chicago, and he said that that is like the biggest lesson he ever learned, uh, failing auditions and stuff. Is just the once you're comfortable failing, you can really start to succeed. Like you can once you get that uh, mentality. Because whenever you go into a show or a set or anything with the mentality like this has to go well you just get in your head really quickly and you're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And then that's when like the nerves really can actually like cripple you and, and you can get worried about things. But if you just quiet that part of your brain and just say like, you know what, if I fail, it'll be a, a fun experience regardless. And a story for my kids. And, you know, just think of it in a bigger picture like that. You nine times out of 10, you're going to do way better. 
and do a way better performance and more comfortable performance. How do you find your focus in that way? In that, in that I mindset? picture everyone naked. I just uh, does that really work for you? <laughs> I, know, I, know. I, um, <laughs> I do that. Too. I've tried that? that. Literally, yeah, yeah. I've tried. And you know what's funny? Yeah. I put bras and underwear on people. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. You're not comfortable with uh, nips. No, no, nips or pubes or, or anything. Pubes yeah. or, uh, I know when you try to, it makes your, it takes over the creative part of your brain, <laughs> yeah. trying to picture how everyone's pubes are gonna look. <laughs> Which is actually really creative. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. If the carpet matches the drapes and stuff, yeah. For sure. No, I don't know. I used to do totally it. dying my pubes. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I used to do a thing, and it's sort of a. I was really into like Zen Buddhism as a kid because my dad is sort of subscribed to that stuff and gave me a lot of those like Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance and stuff like that when I was a kid. And I'd noticed it does help to just really latch on to the moment, you know, like when we're in, like when we're improvising. Uh, full disclosure: Me and Landon are on an improv team together. When we're improvising and I step out, like, once I step out and I know, like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to be in this scene, I just try to focus on the now as much as possible and stop worrying about the future of it and planning more than, like, a couple seconds ahead. And that really helps me. Same with, like, when I'm doing a music performance or stand-up. If I just think of, like, the... I'm grabbing the microphone, I'm taking it out of the stand, I'm putting the stand to the side, and I just think of each little moment and then, and then each joke as its own thing and not worrying about like once i start thinking about oh this room is not well or the you know this uh people aren't liking me or what am i gonna how am i gonna close and stuff like that it starts to fucking fall apart i start to just get in my head and go crazy but if i if i just leave all that stuff out and focus on like the the here and the now like like meditating wise like as if i was meditating kind of thing like just counting my breaths and stuff uh the butterflies go away a lot more than you know, because I still get them. I'm not like totally uh, immune to it. Well, you you're know. human. Yeah, exactly. But it does help. That's my wow. that's my little move. Thank you. I'm gonna try. Yeah, totally, totally. Patent pending, patent pending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're gonna yeah, write yeah. a book about this technique of yeah, totally taking it yeah. second by second yeah. with Zach Pike. Oh yeah. <laughs> Count your breasts, people. <laughs> yeah, totally. The secret. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, my whole secret for the longest time was being like fucking high mm. all the time. Yeah, I still drink. Uh, when I do some stand up, if I know the room is shitty and people are like people in front of me are bombing really bad and stuff, it's hard not to just be like, give me, <laughs> give one. me a double, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Let me just put on some armor. But that's not good. I had a, a couple comedians who I uh, older comedians give me advice that that is like such a crutch that you shouldn't ever do that because yeah. it's not always going to be there. You're going to be on some college gig or corporate gig one day where they don't have a bar. And don't and want somebody like that. Yeah, and don't want someone just coming up like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and you can, I mean, you might not feel like you're doing worse, but I think you are. You know, like, you might feel Did more Del comfortable. Did just hire a lush to do yeah. their corporate? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What the hell is this <laughs> nonsense? I Yeah, I think uh, it's the same thing with music. Like, I had a, mu- uh, uh, a band leader way back in the day tell me, to keep it one drink minimum before sets because he was like you you think you're sound fine but you don't you know what i mean like you think because you're more comfortable and your inhibitions are lower you think that you're doing a good job but you're not yeah you yeah, know? I'm doing a good so, job. yeah which in, it's funny because in stand-up so much of it is just how you feel and like how confident you are so it does kind of it's a catch-22 but it, you just gotta it, is better not, then. it is not good yeah just do better just do better. I heard uh, John Mulaney tell a really funny story. Like when he first started touring, uh, he opened for Mike Birbiglia, and uh, a couple uh, shows into the tour, like Mike just like had to take him aside and be like, "Hey, man, um, you just have to do better. <laughs> like, you, can you just be better at this? Like, just like have more energy when you bring me on, and like just like little things, like like technical things. Like, you know, you have to like, like really like nail it. Like, don't 
don't uh don't throw yourself under the bus so much and just be like and act like this isn't a big deal because like it is kind of <laughs> you know like right that's an important thing to remember is like no people are like paying to see you do if you want to be a professional performer or comedian or musician or whatever like people are paying to see you you owe it to them you know they are your boss like the audience is your boss you owe it to them to do a good job you were at work yeah you were at work yeah so you don't want to get shit faced at work you know so I've been trying to avoid drinking, but it happens. I still do it sometimes. I'll probably have a beer at Hyperion tonight. Oh, no! Oh, no! Um, (laughs) You're gonna Um, make (laughs) it after. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just a drunk guy at an open mic. You're gonna. Uh, um, Real. All right, last question. Um, Shoot. uh, uh, Marijuana, should it be legalized or not? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. That's so funny. Yeah, this podcast, I brought this up last time. uh, Full disclosure. (laughs) <laughs> this podcast is called The Last Time I Smoked. We've not talked about weed until this moment, but... But people are more interested yeah, about fun stuff. Talk about comedy. Another podcast where people talk about inside comedy stuff. It's good. No, it's good. I'm not I'm not throwing shit. No, 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 but, but we're uh, leading into that now. Okay, I'm okay. Just, again, this, these episodes are heavily edited, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, <laughs> boom. <laughs> boom, he's going to put a robot voice on me and everything yeah. when we start talking about the... Uh, did you ever see that Zach Galifianakis thing where, uh, oh, the purple, uh, oh, purple onion special yeah. where he's like, can you do that crazy radio voice or yeah. the, <laughs> the yeah. monster voice? Yeah. <laughs> crazy stuff. Um, yeah, weed should be legal. I, uh, I've been smoking weed most of my life. I've been laying off a lot recently. I haven't smoked in like, and why is that? A couple weeks. I don't know. It's, I, I'm lazy. <laughs> I'm so lazy <laughs> to like get a card in LA and go to the store and buy the weed and stuff. Like, I just don't have time. And I'm also uh, poor. I don't have any money <laughs> right now. So um, it's just an expense I can't justify. It's kind of like really nice coffee or something. Like, I just don't. I'm not going to have it in my kitchen. I'm not going to be able to afford weed. If it's offered, like at an open mic or anywhere, like if someone, if I was at a party and someone offered me, I would smoke still. But I'm not like a, a weed consumer i guess i don't know you know what i mean yeah. i don't i don't i don't go out you're and try not to an find avid it. uh partic- no, participatory not really, not really. Yeah. and i also it, it does a thing to me now like i'm i'm older and uh <laughs> getting old and i uh it makes me cloudy like the next day or two you know like i oh. don't i don't think i'm as sharp on weed than on weed than i am sober you know like i can't do as good on stage and when it comes to writing like if i sit down to write I, it does help me like think of premises sometimes. It makes me a little creative. But once I get past that like outline premise point and I sit down to actually write like dialogue and stuff, I just end up on BuzzFeed. Like I just, you know what I mean? Like I'll just totally get sidetracked and start playing a video game or something. Like I just can't stay focused when I'm high. So I just bought Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you're fucked. You're fucked for like the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So I know that that's a pitfall, and I try to avoid it. But uh, but I still think it should be legal. I mean, obviously, it's just uh. I mean, it pretty much is here, but I know in other parts of the country you can still like go to jail and stuff for weed, which is outrageous. And absolutely, yeah. it's one of those things. I've been when I was in Europe and stuff. You see it like the countries where it's more, uh, re- you know, legal and regulated and stuff. It, no one really cares about it. <laughs> like no one, you know, there's less. I think there's a stat like less high schoolers in Holland smoke pot than high schoolers in America, and it's because it's you know it's just like everywhere. No one really gives a shit. Like. The yeah. less something is perceived in a yeah. certain way, less people are going to want to try totally, it. Totally, totally. It's just that whole idea of like this is bad and cool that uh, gets a lot of people uh, to overdo it when they're younger and stuff, which isn't great. But yeah, it's it's fine. 
it's fine. I mean, you know, maybe have a little bit of laws like you shouldn't be able to be su- like smoking out of a gas mask while you're driving or something. Like, still kind of regulate a little bit. But I want to shoot that on film. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is a thing. I want to see. Yes. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, but in terms of just like casual smokers, at the end of the day, like mom and dad when kids are asleep having a joint, like no, come on, that's harmless. Oh, like in Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to bring it up, but yeah. Totally. Is that what you were yeah, thinking? Yeah, yeah. Of? Oh yeah, that's no, what I think of every yeah. time when I think of like a, a happy couple about to smoke. A happy older couple smoking, yeah. What is this? Yeah, that movie Poltergeist when the husband and wife about mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Um, yes, oh, I, I want to smoke. I, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just quitting. Is that weird? I mean, if it's uh, something you really think you should do, uh, I mean, you pick bad timing just buying Grand Theft Auto Five and then quitting weed. But no, I, I yeah. Christmas Day is my last day. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's building up to that. Yeah. Okay, man. How do you feel about it? Is it uh? Is it looming hard or is uh, it? Uh, it is because I actually stopped drinking on Thanksgiving mm. and have drank three nights since then. Okay, so you didn't stop drinking on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so, so I'm a liar. Yeah, but this is big because you now you have a, a podcast. You have like people involved in this sobriety that you're gonna have. I'm trying to. It's yeah, hard. no, it's smart. No, it's so, smart. And yeah. Oh, so the first like the no the day after fucking Thanksgiving, I'm about to cook dinner for Italia and Dimitri, uh-huh. and I go out and I start the grill and I marinate, take the marinated meat out of the fridge, go to grab a bottle of beer and go whoa, yeah, and it's I was tough. like, yeah, habits are hard to break, but like. I laughed at myself at how much it was uncomfortable to be like, you're not allowed oh, that, mister. Yeah, no, it is tough. I have a hard time with that, too. Whenever I say, like, I need to cut down on this and that, um, I always find myself being like, "What's r- like? why do you have to? My bad brain kind of just goes like, what's, are you pussy or something? What's <laughs> wrong with you? You can't handle it? You can't moderate, you know? Which is a thing that is, is yeah, my whole life has been a problem, like, just being moderate. Because I'm a pretty bad drunk, you know? Like, I've, ha- I've gotten into some trouble with alcohol in the past. And now I feel okay. Like right now I can have a beer or two at Hyperion and just do mediocre stand up and it's no one gets hurt. But I know that it's in me that if I have too much to drink, I can get a little squirrely. And why and do we, why is it just that confidence thing that retarded, mm-hmm, stupid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get real mean. I get real drunk like, brain. Uh-huh, yeah. And I just make bad decisions and stuff, which now that I'm 28, almost 27, it, they have huge consequences. So I gotta kind of watch it, and it, but I guess that's I guess that's a good thing that I'm like conscious of it, you know. Do you want to know why I w- uh I didn't want to drink anymore? Hmm. Was because, um. Oh, you threw up, right? Yeah. I think you told me. Yeah. I. Th- which is a thing people do. It's not that out of the blue. But I know, but yeah. I'm not. I I I really try to be the best I can be at all times. <laughs> like right, I yeah. really do, and <laughs> yeah. um, uh. That was not one of those times, Mm-mm. and I, I I feel like a dick for it, mm. and I felt guilt. So th- that's it. So the guilt hit me so much mm-hmm. that I was like, uh, I don't need to be drinking anymore. Yeah, you but think you think that would do it, but like I've had maybe twenty nights like that in my life where it's like I feel real bad for what I did last night, and I still drink a little bit because it's just that part of your brain. It's like, well, come on, you can you can do it. You know, you can handle it. So if you're really trying to quit weed on Christmas Day. I think you got to add more no, behind I'm gonna it. No, I'm going to completely gone Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Oh, Christmas. Yeah. So the day after Christmas. So the Christmas. day after Christmas. There's a run up to New Year's sobriety. you have all your weed presents taken care of. Uh, yeah, I think you have to add more onus on it. Like, make it a game. Make it like a thing. Like, this podcast is probably a good idea. Just, just say, like, I am not going to smoke weed. And then 
I did on the last episode. Yeah. You smoked weed on the last episode? No, I dr- I don't stop smoking till Christmas. So okay. I uh but I have drank since the last episode. Oh, see. And the that's last okay. It's called the last time I smoked, not the last time I drank. You're safe. Okay, fine. good. Yeah. I'm just saying if you want to actually quit weed and make this like more compelling of a podcast, you should make it into like a game, like really hold yourself to it. And then you, when you see what the side effects of you being not weed headed, maybe then you can start to like enjoy the fact that you don't smoke weed more instead of just thinking that's like this lame thing that you're putting yourself through. You know what I mean? You'll be like, oh, this is actually a, a cool experiment that is giving me positive benefits and yada yada instead of just being like, I'm not allowed this. You know, it might make the sobriety easier. Or you could just smoke weed. That's fine. Like, I'm not a... Uh, no, I like that, gonna, though. Yeah. That's creative. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I think that'd be good for you if you did that. Because I'm not a... Yeah. And that way, people can start putting bets. Like, you can start... Your listenership oh can start, no. like, throwing... Oh, The last time I smoke is on now it. on uh, Las Vegas yeah. terms. DraftKings. <laughs> Draft you, can, you can sign a deal with DraftKings and be like, put the over-under <laughs> on you not blazing. <laughs> good. Be a good thing. Because I'm not a, like, a alcoholic and i'm not no. drug addict no 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 you wear button-up shirts for christ's sake with the <laughs> sleeves down like you have fucking glasses man chucks that aren't dirty like you're good you're a good dude you're an upstanding citizen and you, that's what i worry that i'm car. tarnishing that image by oh no and why does that matter no after all this whole like all doesn't. this me talking about like fuck those people yeah no 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 I'm, that's what i'm saying you should make it for yourself you should make you quitting weed you're doing it to be like more productive and stuff, right? Like absolutely, right. Because so like that make that the goal. Don't worry about what other people think of you. Because yeah, because I want to see what 2016 is going to be like with a sober mind. Like, yeah, what is that going to be like? That's fun. Because if it yeah. if it's a total failure and shit show, I'm yeah. just going straight to heroin. Right, just fucking go all in. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but that's a better premise to be like, I want to see what 2016 is like Correct. off weed than just being like I'm quitting weed. You know, there's not enough specifics in that to make it a good premise. Like, because even if I don't smoke every day. Going back to your, the day after or the next mm-hmm. few days, still having that residual little haziness. Bit. Yeah, little, little um, I yeah, I that's I've either been high or that way for the better part of the last three years. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, totally. Yeah, try it, man. You might uh, you might enjoy it. You never know. Last time I smoked, uh-huh. I just watched a lot of computer i watched a lot of youtube videos you know what i did last time i smoked is i i just moved into a new apartment and i looked up the crime map for oh my no. area which was a bad idea <laughs> <laughs> it's like an la crime map where you can click on your neighborhood and depending on how much uh like murder and violence and and, and theft there is in your neighborhood it changes the color from like red to yellow and green is the nicest so like all of beverly hills is green and like the north part of the of the county or the city Lovely. and then as you get closer to downtown it kind of gets more red and my neighborhood i'm proud to say is the east hollywood for those is the 42nd most dangerous <laughs> neighborhood which doesn't sound bad but out of 290 neighborhoods in the city so it's a little grimy and being a little stoned and reading that fact as I'm moving into my apartment was a little, uh, uh <laughs> wasn't great. And also it shows you specific <laughs> crimes and like it shows you where the crimes happened, like on a Google map. And like there was a GTA, like right, I got a parking spot that I pay $75 for a month. Right in that parking spot <laughs> was a GTA. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> God damn it. 
Yeah, so it's red all around you, but right on that spot is burgundy. Yeah, <laughs> it's dark burgundy right outside my door. Yeah, it's real fucked up. So don't do that. As as if there's anything besides the uh, other, uh, the more you should know thing we did earlier. Uh, don't look at crime maps of your new town. A new year. Oh, a new year. It's like a pressure valve for the social conscience. <laughs> Everyone reevaluates his or her own beliefs and opinions from the year prior, then attempts to use that data to plan for the next year. This new year, I reevaluated my place in my own life, how I plan to organize my time for my fiance, for my projects, for my family, for my friends, networking engagements continued education, home repairs, etc. I've decided the major action I could take this new year is an attempt at controlling the overwhelming and continually growing amount of responsibility in my life. In 2016, scheduling and organization are my major actions. I'm going to log the slow and steady progression of my own projects as they take shape. I'm going to end all the worry I felt for so long about people's perception of my work or me. Fuck those people. I'm going to continue to smoke weed. I feel I wasn't honest with myself or really ready to quit. I blamed weed as the main culprit for my own sadness and self-loathing, blaming all my issues on one thing, like always, when when in reality I should always be saying to myself, You make movies and try to make people laugh as a job. Chill out, Landon. You don't have real issues. Count your blessings. Also, I'm going to continue to drink. One, because I think I confuse success with sobriety. Secondly, I'm not an alcoholic or a drug addict, and I'm not lying to myself. You can test me. Labeling myself as an addict feels ingenuous, incorrect, and insensitive to those who fight daily, whom struggle to take the steps of ending their own addictions to better their own lives. I'm good. I should continue to embrace the progression that is my own path. Because in the end, who really gives a shit? I'd like to thank the listeners for tuning in today, and I'd like to thank my guest, Zach Pike. Um, I would also like to thank um, Zach for helping me paint my new apartment that uh, my fiancé and I hopefully will be moving in together soon. And I want to thank Erin Stack, who she will be on the future episode, who also helped me paint. Um, Yeah, thanks, guys. Music by The Losers. Gotta keep moving. Dance Gives You Power by Hogan Grip. You can find his music at TonyHiggins.org. Favorite Secrets by Waylon Thornton. You can find his music and more at WaylonThornton.tumblr.com. This has been a production of RockBottomArtist.com. Uh, there was an error also in one of my in the last episode when I was talking about high school drinking in like empty fields and meadows. Uh, <laughs> it was not Laura, Beth, and I. It was Beth, Cheryl, and I.
Laura, I wish you were there that night because I know exactly what Beth was talking about. But there were other nights when we were all drinking anyways. Like we were, that's what we, that's high stuff. Anyways, I'm giving away too much. I, Cheryl, Beth, and Laura, I miss you guys and I'm sorry I messed up that story. Bye. <laughs>